This episode is brought to you by marketing consulting firm, the Bonafide Lyrics and Marketing, LLC, where creativity meets business. You can check us out at www.theblm.com for more information on how we help local artists and creatives maximize their business presence. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, boy. Yeah, yeah. It's the All Love No Fear Podcast. Hey. It's hey. the All Love No Fear Podcast. Hey. Check hey. us out. Hey. It's the All Love Oh No Fear Podcast. podcast uh-huh, podcast. uh-huh. All Love Oh No Fear Podcast. Hey. Welcome. This is the All Love No Fear Podcast. Like we said in the jingle. Eh, yeah. Eh, 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 eh. Um, we have your host. This is Kristen, a.k.a. KB. Uh, yeah, I'm here hosting. First episode. Episode one. Yeah. yeah My buddy. name is Mark, a.k.a. Metapoetic Bennett. Right. My last name is Bennett, too. I didn't say that. But no, she yes. did not. She is my wife. He's the hood. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so to start this off. We want to introduce our segment. You might have caught it in the snippet. Eh, snippet. And it's called Love It or Lose It with Mark and Kay. Okay, cool. We're going to go with that. Sounds just lovely. Try to work it out. Right. This is episode one, people. Just, you know, bear with us. Work with us. We're going to figure this out. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Okay, so I have been tasked with um, deciding on a topic for Love It or List It. I mean, oh, that's it, Love It or List It. Love It or Lose It. Um, yes. Love It or List It is a wonderful show, by the way, that yes, people should is. check out. Yes, wonderful show. Um, but for the Love It or Lose It topic this week, I decided to choose seasons. Fall, winter, spring, summer. Um, yeah, we're in the midst of, what is this now? Spring, you know, um, April showers, May flowers, so on and so forth. Um, so it made me think which of the three seasons or which season would I absolutely positively keep and which one would I throw away forever? Like, you know, notwithstanding like issues with like, you know, the environment, global warming, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. That's where we are. Okay. We live in New York, which has like eight all four. seasons. Well, yes. I was going to say all four, but it has several seasons, several. <laughs> so but we will talk about the four. Yes. The four that we all universally agree on fall, winter, summer spring yes i am just trying to delay because i'm trying to figure out how to answer this question <laughs> so, <laughs> so do you want me to go first um no i'll go first okay i'll go first we'll do lose it first yes sure okay what i can lose honestly is spring spring can get out of here because allergies <laughs> rain facts like i get it flowers all that stuff all that jazz cool Spring for my health, my my allergy feel life hey. <laughs> can get out of here. <laughs> I have no time. I have no time for spring. <laughs> that can get out of here. Um, yeah, I, I'm I'm completely over spring. Okay. Um, you lose it. What are you gonna lose? My lose it. It's a toss up. Can okay. I lose two? No, because it's four seasons. But here's the thing. Hear me out. Hear <laughs> me out. Where is the rest of the year? It doesn't matter. Just listen to what I'm trying to say. Okay. okay. So that's right. I am with you on spring. Um, spring has got to go. Um, like you said, allergies. See, I'm from Barbados. I grew up in a place where trees everywhere, several, 
plants, grass, you name it. Never had a problem. I come here, spring comes upon me, suddenly one year I got the allergies. Yeah. I can't I can't keep my eyes open cuz they itch. My my whole like head area itches and I'm sneezing and coughing and it's just a very very unpleasant um situation for me. Um you know, shockingly this spring I'm going to, you know, keep it positive. This spring I have not had to take my daily Claritin slash Allegra, whatever. So I'm going to keep it pushing with that. But speaking of which, that's my other problem with spring. I can't take the same medicine from spring to spring. If I take Allegra this spring, it's like, well, all right, that's that on that. I got to come back and try Claritin or Zyrtec next spring. Like I don't I can't keep a consistent thing. And it's just like that's no way to live, in my opinion, where I'm just like, I don't know how I'm going to make it. I just need to keep trying these drugs that keep me from like you know, losing my mind throughout the day with the coughing and the sneezing and blah, blah, blah. I was actually, um, before you continue, I was actually saying my um, seasons that I'm choosing, it's specifically because I'm in New York. Right. (laughs) Okay. Because I'm in New York is why these seasons make sense. Like spring in New York is trash. If I was somewhere else, it might be a different place. But right now in New York. (laughs) It's a hold up. You can go. Um, Yeah, I also don't like the up and down with the weather like one day I got to wear my heavy coat then the next day I'm not wearing no coat like for example today I was outside you know what I had on a, a dress a dress essentially no I didn't need no heavy scarf I didn't need no hat da, 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 da. this was at like 10 30 in the morning now in the evening I have a coat on and a real scarf and it's cold this it gets confusing I always get sick because I'm like I'm hot in the morning cold in the afternoon or I'm cold early in the morning then I'm hot midday then I'm cold again like I just okay we just need to pick like a temperature consistently and just rock with that for the day because I don't know how to dress I get confused um I just I don't like it um because <laughs> I watch the news and I'm like okay so it's gonna be 60 days so I'm like do I take my coat for like now now or do like <laughs> or like later later or like later later like what do I do like it's, yeah. it's very distressing it's very confusing and then it's like when you go into your office building if you work in a building they don't know what's going on either sometimes they still got the heat going so you hot so you gotta take something off and it's like well maybe I didn't dress in layers today so it's like okay well I just okay all right let's see where we at or they have the AC on before it's supposed to really be on. So now you're sitting at work with the AC blowing above your head and your heater going under your desk. Like it just, it, spring just creates a lot of confusion on a lot of fronts. And I just, I'm so, not able. Which is why I said the worst. I don't understand which, which season equals that. Right. That's, that's trash. No, 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 no. Like, listen, <laughs> I. You've given about like 35 excuses why it's trash. And I don't think whatever your next choice is. <laughs> Measures up to 35 Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. My number one choice is definitely spring. We can throw that away. 1A is winter. Let me tell you why. I I, like winter, honestly. I don't like being cold like that. I don't like having to put on, like, an undershirt and then a sweater and then my bubble coat and then my hat and then my glove. Like, it is just too much to put on. Like, I'm hot. Just, like, getting off the train and, like, walking to my job. Like, also, it might just be me because I'm a sweater. It doesn't take much for me to break out into a sweat. So it's, like, by the time I, like, put my coat on, make my way to the train, get on the train, get off the train at my stop, walk up the steps, walk to my building two blocks, like, I'm very likely to have broken out in a sweat by that point because I'm wearing that much that much clothing items. And so that's that's another thing that gets me stressed, too, because I'm, like, 
I'll be hot, so I'll take like my hat off or something outside because I'm sweating. But the air is cold, so then it's like this cold, cold, cold air on my hot, sweaty like forehead or head or whatever the case is. So I'm just like, I can't. It's also very confusing. I can't take it. Like, <sighs> like if I had to make a choice between winter or spring, where where I had to absolutely keep one, I'd choose winter every time. But like, yeah, it's just it's just. I guess the way my body chemistry is set up, like, winter doesn't really vibe with me either. Like, if you're going to pick two, you might as well just, well, well, I guess we'll eventually get to the point of just rating all four. <laughs> right. But, like, stay with those two for now. Okay, those are, that's, that's where we are. Um, So, I guess I'll do my 1A. I, I was trying to figure it out. So, in fourth place for me is spring. Okay. Third place for me is actually summer. Hmm. Interesting. Because I realize, in, in my mind, there's not enough clothes to take off. <laughs> <laughs> there are never enough clothes to take off. And I sweat. Facts. I Facts. sweat. Same. So there are, like, especially when you're at work and you work in an office and you got to dress up. So, yeah, there's there's never enough clothes to take off. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that's, that's, that's me in summer. Um so like my one A, so it's number four spring, mm-hmm. number three is summer. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I'll do the two and one, and we'll go to your two and one. Okay. Um, my number two is winter. Okay. <laughs> Tell me more. <laughs> number two is winter, because I like, ha- like even though it's cold, I feel like I can always put enough clo- enough layers on gotcha. and be cool. Gotcha. It can be cold, but I'm like I can put layers on and I'm good. Like. I enjoy the winter. Enjoy. Um, How strong? That's fine. Why? <laughs> I'm like, that's the strong use of words there. Okay. Um, I, I do. I, I enjoy winter. Winter is cool. Um, it's quite cool. Just, it's cold, could, actually. Ice cold. Um, I think I enjoy thermals a lot. Yes, you do. You do. You do so, certainly enjoy those. So I, I, I think a lot of times when we think about seasons, we think about what we're wearing, and I think I enjoy wearing thermals. Gotcha. Gotcha. And thermals don't work any other season. Also that. <laughs> also that. Yes, that's correct. correct. Um, I enjoy wearing layers. You do. You do. Yeah. You do. That's so correct. I think because of the, I'm wearing a sweater right now, as you see, with like something under it. So like I'm um I enjoy wearing layers. So winter is always my go-to. Because you're a New Yorker, that. son. You're you're a New Yorker. Yes. So that that's why it's always my go-to. Should um, I have said New Yorker like that or New Yorker? You're going to keep saying it. I'm trying to figure out the correct Long Island way. Because there's like a, a, a five boroughs way and then there's like a Long Island I, way. So I, I'm trying to figure out if I'm saying it the right way. I'm trying to make sure you're not shading me. <laughs> <laughs> trying to make sure. Well, why would you think that? I'm trying to make sure shading. you're not. And I don't, shading. I don't know if you are. Shading. <laughs> and I think it's disrespectful. I, it's I don't see it. Disrespectful. I don't see it. So let's get back on topic. Let's not get distracted. Great. Let's refocus. But like, I like wearing layers. Um, October is cool because like best month ever. October is cool because it's like I can um. It's like I can wear layers without, like, for the days when it's really freezing. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't have to worry about that when it's days really freeze. I don't have to worry about those extra freezing days. Mm-hmm. And when I say when I say fall, it's like. Not to be like this is like October, November fall, mm-hmm. not um, right after summer ends because it's really still kind of warm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's still summer light. Yeah. So like October, November, that that fall is cool with me. 
Okay. Because I, I, I've, the, the, I want the temperature where I can wear sweaters without a jacket. <laughs> that is the temperature I want. I'm with it. I I'm can wear it. a sweater without a jacket. That is, that is the ideal temperature for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That isn't spring. Gotcha. See, did you say your number one? Yes, October. October. It's that fall. <laughs> Not October. fall. Okay. Um, it's so, fall. yeah. So I think if we're ranking them, then four is spring for me. Um, three. You said is winter. Is winter. Summer is two. Okay. Summer is two simply because it's too hot yes. here in um, the United States of America, or maybe just like New York. Because, see, people be, whenever I say, like, I don't like summer, it's too hot, people are like, but you from Barbados, you from the islands. See, the difference is, sis and bro. That's right. In Barbados, Barbados is an island. What does an island mean? Water all around. So, yes, it's hot. Valid. Last time we went to Barbados, I was going through it. But, however, sea breeze, breeze from the water, <laughs> hits one's body as one uh, walks around the island. Thusly, one is cooled down by the sea breeze. God did not provide said sea breeze for New York. So, I be dying in the summer. Like, mm-hmm. And like I said before, I'm a sweater. So, it's like, I leave the house. By the time I get to the train, I'm already in sweat. Like, already. I already feel like I need to take another shower. Yeah. And, fun fact, I'm also allergic to the sun. So. Well, since you came to America. Since I came to America. Y'all might want to check that out, guys. <laughs> um, Allergic to the sun. When the dermatologist said that, I was like, huh? Huh? The sun? The sun? Yeah. Um, But, yeah, you, so. You was cool with the sun most of your life. But it's then just, the sun turned its back on me here, apparently. Um, well, which I think I told you before is like it has to do with the um, ozone layer because you can't just have them direct rays. Like there's no coverage. Like, yeah, I, I don't like know. Like New York has decided to kill the whole ozone layer. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> with all the pollution and everything. So you get you get a direct sun. You get like immediate sun from you. Right. Like <laughs> that's why allergies are different up here. Like factory. I can't. Like allergies are terrible up here. I go down to Georgia with my sister. I am cool. I'm not living wheezing. My best life. I'm not wheezing. I'm not doing I ain't nothing. I'm going back and forth with these allergies. Living my best life. That's fine. So, <laughs> the song was it appropriate in that moment? Okay. That's All right. Fine. Anyway, yes. So, like, the summer is not my favorite because, like, if I'm out in the sun for too long of a time, I start to get, like, these, like, rashes on my, like, body that's exposed to the sun for a lengthy period of time, regardless of whether I wear sunscreen or not. And those rashes will stay on my body all summer long. Like, literally, they won't go away till fall. So I just spend the whole summer with these, like, random patches. You got to get that shea butter in. All over me. The shea butter do be helping. But the funny thing is, I noticed when we went to Barbados last year, you know who didn't have patches on their skin? Me. You want to know why? Because something's wrong with the sun in New York. But that's neither here nor there. (laughs) I'm just saying y'all got to figure out what's happening with y'all's sun that my skin don't be looking its golden best. Um, number one season for me, fall. Why do I enjoy fall? Why do I enjoy fall? Which is the word. 
That is the word. I was talking really fast and it got jumbled. <laughs> Gosh. That is the word. It happens. So the reason I really enjoy fall, especially the period that you were talking about with like late September, early October, even into November, is that I can get away with like just wearing like a sweater and some pants. And I love me a boot. Okay. Mm-hmm. I love me a boot. Those are my favorite shoes to wear. Random sidebar. But I love boots. And so um, I'm just I just be waiting. Mm-hmm. A, because they're cute. B, because I don't have to do my pedicure like that no more. Word. I can just have my toes out here looking, you know, respectable or whatever. But I don't have to be down to the salon on an every two week, every month basis. Um, I also like fall clothes in general. Like I like ponchos and I like, um, you know, heavier sweaters and I like like capes and like just like light cover types of outfits like that you can get away with in the in the fall I'm sorry that you can't really do in the winter because you can't really wear a poncho in the winter underneath like a heavy like down jacket like you just look nuts mm. so it's just like the way I, the, the way I like to wear clothes with like you know blazers and little cute things like that fall is more um, amenable also the temperature is just more suitable to my like body suitable. makeup and so on therefore um, you know falls falls number one for me um you guys can email us and let us know what you think about that. Um, other people may have different opinions. However, I will judge you if you say that, like, winter's your favorite because w- what's wrong with you? Now, winter is cool, though. Nah. Winter is, mm. like, I vibe with winter. That's fine. That's fine. If you say spring's your favorite, you need to be a gardener. <laughs> Not a gardener, Jesus. <laughs> you no. Have, you need to have a garden in your backyard. I mean, listen, you know what? <laughs> I recant, have a I, your backyard? I yeah. recant my original no. I, you know what? If you bought that spring life, you need yeah. to be out here planting. If you have a garden in your backyard, then yeah, I got you. Right. Otherwise, it's better for your plants. Otherwise, I don't see. I don't get if it. If you don't have no allergies in your family, cool. I get it. Oh, what a concept. Awesome. Um, yeah, I can't relate. Yeah, so that was basically our take on Love It or Lose It for this week. Love it. Or lose it. Indeed. If Word. you have anything you would like us to discuss for this love it or lose it segment, you can email us at alllovenofearpcast at gmail.com and we will be happy to um, discuss it in a future podcast. Word, word, word. Yes, indeed. So um, we've come to the time where we talk a little bit about us as people so y'all can know a little bit more about our business and whatnot. So, word. So, um, where are we going with this? How far we want to um, go? So, we just wanted to, for the first episode to kind of just introduce who we are. Introduce yourself. Sorry. Word. So. <laughs> I make up songs for moments based on words and things. All, all the time. It's which a is, singer which struggle. Cool. Which is cool. Struggle. Which is just, cool. You know, singers get it. They relate. So, we're going to talk about, I guess, who we are individually. Yes. And then also who we are as a couple. Because those, those kind of. Sometimes they intersect, sometimes they don't. Correct. So, uh, I'll start with you because you're the host. <laughs> That's a trick. I'm so just the co-host slash engineer. That's fine. <laughs> so, it is It is on you first. All right. So, should I start with myself individually or? Um, individually, yes. All right. So, hey, guys. Um, I'm Kristen, also known as KB because that stands for my initials, Kristen Bennett. Makes total sense. Um, I'm in my thirties, early thirties. Um, I'm an Aquarius, um, best, uh, sign ever. Um, don't debate me, bro. Team Aquarius for life. Definitely be debates at all times. There are no debates. I don't know what anyone's talking about. 
Uh, I'm also a February Aquarius, so let's be clear. There are levels to this. February Aquarius. <laughs> That's right. Let's be clear. Um, what else? Uh, like I said before, I grew up in Barbados. Came here when as a when I was a teenager at 16, I believe. Um, so you know, I'm kind of half Bayesian, half American. Um, I claim Barbados heavy. Like if you ever see, if you follow me on social media or anything like that, November 30th, 1966 is when Barbados became an independent country from the colonizer, the United Kingdom. Um, Don't scare me like that, colonizer. So, um, (laughs) yeah, every November 30th, I have um, the Barbados flag and uh, other Barbados accoutrements on my social media because that's where we're at. However, um, my dad and them is from Trinidad. Um, so I guess I'm turning to, however, um, I don't know a lot about that, so I don't really claim it like that, you know, but you know, shouts out to all the islands. It's lit. Barbados is number one. Those are the facts. Um, what else about me? Um, college graduate. Um, you know, I like a lot of things. I like literature. English was my major in college. Uh, And I got a master's in English for fun, which sounds insane, but, you know, it was a fun time. Except for that poetry class that Mark made me take, but we're going to talk about that later. (laughs) Um, Bane of my existence. Um, What else? Um, I currently work... Mark. I currently work in um, the higher education field um, at a community college. Um, I've been doing that for about seven years, and I'm, you know, really loving it. Like, you know, making an impact on people's lives and so on. Um... Outside of professional educational things, um, I like talking. That's why I'm potting. I'm potting. Um, I sing as well. Um, pretty good at that. Uh, toot toot. Um, <laughs> yes, please toot your own horn. No, I'm not a horn tutor, but I just felt like for the podcast and for posterity, let's toot a little. Um, what else? I I like. Um, I'm a little nerdy, so, like, I enjoy um, watching, you know, like, documentaries a lot because um, I'm I'm very nosy and not, like, in an intrusive, like, I want to know everything kind of way, but it's just, like, there's a lot of things that I feel like I don't know enough about, and so I'm very easily, like, caught up in, like, a documentary about, like, you know, like, there was something I was watching um, about Scientology with Leah Remini. She has a thing on A&E, like... I don't know much about them. So, like, I just got caught up in watching episodes of that, and it's, like, fascinating. Um, I'm also into um, movies and TV and stuff like that. I watch a lot of TV, or at least I attempt to watch a lot of TV. Um, I mostly spend my time on the TLC channel, on um, – what's that other channel? With the one with Property Brothers. Um, HGTV. Um and own because the Yana Fix My Life is a vibe. Um, y'all need to get into it if you don't already that's know right. about it. Um, that's basically the channels my TV stays on. Um, I've come a long way because I used to spend a lot of time on VH1 watching Love and Hip Hop, and I'm just not able to watch those shows anymore like that. Like I just I can't I can't do it. Like I, like I just can't. It's just like guys 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 guys. I may have been born at night, but it wasn't last night. These storylines are fraudulent. Stop it now. I can see it. So, um, yeah, that's a little bit about myself. Um, I don't know. I just think I'm just a regular schmegular regular girl from Barbados slash Queens slash Brooklyn. Um, I was born in Brooklyn, so I've been told I should claim it. But, you know, mm. um, 
yeah, that's pretty much it about me. I don't know. Is there anything else that I should be adding? Um, and you are the co-owner. Oh yes, plug for the business. Um, I'm the co-owner of um business owned by myself and uh, my husband called the Bonafide Lyrics and Marketing LLC. Uh, we do all types of um, marketing um, management for primarily people who are considered creatives. So, you know, and creatives is like a strange word, but creatives, i.e., because um, everybody creative these days. Yeah. Um, they don't, I don't know if that means what you think it means. But, um, yeah, you know, people that are into the arts and, you know, want to sort of get out of the box that they're in and move forward um, in terms of like building their business um, practice skills and um, building their presence um, outside of like the community of artists that exist everywhere where artists are. And so we try to help people sort of navigate through that. Um, my husband, he's going to talk about himself very soon, but he's very talented with the um, graphic design and, you know, website design and all that jazz but uh yeah and final thing about myself i'm a mom my kid's amazing greatest kid ever she is the greatest child in life no shade to all y'all other kids i'm sure they cool i know you have kids and that's cool but they're not better than my daughter they're not that's (laughs) hashtag facts that's just that's just how it goes that's just how it goes um if you follow us on the socials you've seen her she's quite cute um she's what gonna be 18 months soon and she's just you know super smart super cute word just best kid ever love her wouldn't trade her for the world greatest all right so hold on. i was gonna use the r kelly lyric there but then i was like now we gotta cancel that whole situation trash because i was gonna be like world's greatest and i was like no 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 we will not we will not pause that all right so you can carry on great my name is mark bennett uh i grew up in westbury Long Island. I um, I went to Westbury High School, mm-hmm. um, and then from Westbury High School, I went to Hampton University, the the number one HBCU of all times. Um, and according to them, the real HU. Yes, the rate real HU. Uh, we have we have been number one for a long time. Um, in my in my humble <laughs> opinion, humble in um, <laughs> air quotes, people. All right. But this is um, why I always speak about that HBCUs, we go back and forth and everything. But if you come to me from your PWI trying to say anything, I, I will shut you down immediately. You, you have no talk in this matter. <laughs> okay, so I went to a PWI. <laughs> shout out to Hashi University. And I will shade you all till the death of me. Fight me. Yeah. PWI is trash. Um, so <laughs> rude. <laughs> so I went to Hampton University. Um, I currently have oh, a lot of things. All right, so I currently am. He's Jamaican. He got mad jobs. The program director. He not. For he, a, a real, he not really Jamaican. Sorry. <laughs> I, work, I work at the EOC, which is called the Economic Opportunity Commission of Nassau County. I am a program director for a program called the Displaced Homemakers Program, which is a job training program. Um, I also direct and teach at that um, at that level. I'm also the director of marketing for the same agency. Uh, I also am co-owner of the Bonafide Lyrics and Marketing. I drive Uber also because 
bills have to be paid. They cannot cheap. No, not at all. Um, I've been um doing graphic design since I'll say, oh eight. Um, just and it's mostly been real life <laughs> working and working things out and. Hopefully, if you like the any business cards, flyers, websites, press kits, anything to do with marketing, just let me know and I will help you out. Um, honestly, the a big thing um I realize about me is I would say I've been around um black. When I say black, I mean African, West Indian, <laughs> African American. My whole life, it's been like a constant call I've been. Like, growing up, most of the people in my class or my school have always been black. Um, then I went to HBCU. Then um, even the job I had at one point, like, it was very few white people when I first got out of college. And then the workplace I work in now is mostly black and Hispanic. So it's just, I've, my interactions with white people have been always been very short <laughs> and small. Um, and in between, um, I used to always say my knowledge of white people have been what you see on TV because I had no actual interaction <laughs> with many. Um, Incredible. Yeah, which is which is always interesting um, and the dynamic. So I always um, talk about in terms of HBCUs and like like the mindset that I had with that going through that and doing that have always been different. In terms of like, I've seen like so many different flavors of all forms of minorities that I never understood when people try to put us in a box when there's so many different flavors. So, um, I'm also a Christian. I'm an activist. I am a spoken word artist. I am a poet. I am a dancer. I am. What else am I? Very handsome. Um, <laughs> wow, I'm wilding. Okay, okay. Um, I tend to fight for try to fight for human rights across the board. Um, I am a big hip hop head, <laughs> very big on hip hop. Um, what else? I don't know. Anything else? I don't think I think of anything else. So that's our introduction. Um, us married, we've been married for will be five years this year. This October? Yes, that's correct. Uh, we married the five years this year. Um, we're doing this podcast because like we have like different um takes on different things. We we fall a lot of times. Um, people are confused <laughs> by our dynamic with certain things. Mm-hmm. Um, they're confused with like how we interact sometimes. They're confused by how we operate because we don't. We don't subscribe to anything. A lot of things traditional. We, we subscribe to what works, right. <laughs> and that kind of plays into our topic today. Mm-hmm. Which you you want to introduce it or I want to? Yes. Okay. So um, the topic we uh, chose to start with um, today, um, as a married couple, um, is about marriage roles. Um, there are very many traditional sort of marriage roles that people kind of envision and think of when they think of a married couple and I don't think that we always um subscribe to those um 
norms or roles within our marriage. And this is not to say that those traditional roles, there's something wrong with them. No. Like what no, works, works. But like, you know, I think every everybody has to kind of recognize that your relationship is different and what works for one will not work for the other. So um, where do you want to begin? Well, um, I, I kind of broke it down to like five categories. Okay. Um, it's leadership, responsibilities, parenting, employment, and the outside view. Uh-huh. So you can talk about leadership first. Okay. Um, so we're we're both Christians. Yes. And, um, and by Christian standards, they always say, like, the man is the head of the household, um, leader in, in a household. And I don't believe that we're against that. That's that's um that's Christian values, and that's the way we operate. I think how we operate as man as a leader leadership role is, I think, is the key. Because I th- I think um people take that verse of a man being leader and run with it incorrectly, and in how leader because a leader is not someone who's in control of everything. Number one, number a leader is somebody who knows how to step back so someone else can control something else. A leader listens <laughs> so that both people operate effectively. Right. A leader understands what the goal is, and right. I think my my belief is the goal of our marriage is for us to both be happy. The things we do to get to that point is one thing. Yes. But we all want to be happy individually. We both want to be happy individually and together. Yes. So everything to get to that point. We have to operate to make sure that that goal is there. Mm-hmm. Any any goal that disrupts that, I think, will always um, mess up or, or create risks mm-hmm. <laughs> with anything because I have to make sure that whatever I'm doing, I make her happy and also make sure I'm happy and make sure we're happy together. Right. <laughs> that, I think. Right. And this is not to say that happy is like, you know, because the word happy is a little... Um, What's the word I want to say? The word happy is a little... It's simplistic. And, it's a little simplistic, yeah, simplistic but just like, but. I, I guess if I would say like content, satisfied. That's more of how I kind of think that you're trying to use happy. Um, yeah. But I agree. Um, I don't believe... I think a lot of people believe that um, man is leader of the house, blah, 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 and that's it. Like, the, like for example, when I cut my locks off a couple years ago, the question that was asked to me as I was going to cut them off was how does Mark feel? Huh? Mark wasn't even there. Anybody think about Mark? I not I did not grow not one strand of hair. He sure didn't. He was <laughs> not, not with grow. me shooting in the, in the gym. I did not grow one strand of hair. Yeah, he did not. He did not. <laughs> he did not. So I just didn't understand like why why that was a vibe. But the person who asked me this is a, a, a Christian who I would say considers themselves to be very traditional. And so asking me that question really kind of made me think about how like we look at the man as leader in relationships especially in religious settings and how like that leadership is kind of synonymous with control of not just the 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 um not so visible parts of the relationship but also like of the other human being Correct. And human beings in the household that are part of their leadership structure or whatever the case may be. Correct. Um, I definitely agree with you that leadership should be something where the leader is able to listen and 
I also think an important part is that the leader also needs to be communicative. Correct. Because if you're not communicating to the rest of the team what's going on, you're a trash leader. Yes. And this is not just in marriage. This is just in any type of environment where you're expected to be a leader. Mm-hmm. As a leader, the expectation, how, how you going to lead anybody if they don't know what you're leading them to, what you're leading them from, what's the point of what you're leading them to or from? like <laughs> Clarity. And I'm a I'm an asking questions type of individual. I'm not getting ready to follow nothing just because that's what we said. No, 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 no. Let's let's just backtrack. So what all is happening? What's the end goal? What's the point? What's happening? Like, that's how I feel. And so I think that, you know, there's nothing wrong with the man being the head of the household and being the leader, but he also has to take on the responsibility of, of leading responsibly um, when it comes to communicating what, what's going on when there are changes in the plan, just being very open and transparent. And that's just, I don't know if that's just me and my own like need to feel like I understand what's going on. Cause some people might be fine with just being like, yeah, whatever he's going to work it out. But I feel like for me, I have to know, what's going on and I need to be I need to be in the loop about decisions that are made and things that happen yes and even to that you just have to both understand each other and how you're going to operate um how you operate it is based off of your dynamic and personalities of each person right there is we will not be able to give you any solution for your marriage based off of our <laughs> marriage. Right, right. <laughs> because our marriage operates this way. What we can say is you have to operate based off of how you are. Right. For instance, like she said, she um she wants to ask questions. She wants to be clear, clear about what's happening. That that doesn't mean that like, oh, I'm gonna get mad. Uh she should just trust me. I should figure out like why why am I going through all that headache? Right. <laughs> if I, just just cl- just clarify like, okay, we're doing this. Clarify what's going on. Right. Other than arguing every time. Right. Right. Because <laughs> about, I, why, about yeah. me not um clear, clearing it up. I'm just going to clarify right. <laughs> when we do something so we can move forward. Right. And like don't just do get caught up in trying to win yeah. something. Yeah. There's nothing to win. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's the There facts. is there's absolutely nothing to win and I think we get too caught up in trying to win. Um, the marriage, I guess. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, no, like, let's not do that. Because what you don't want is to be in a relationship with somebody who like low key resents you for, um, how you're allegedly leading your, your, your family or whatever the case is. And the other thing I wanted to say too, is that I think leading also requires that you be open to suggestion from other people in the group because yeah you're the leader but you're one person you don't know everything you can't think of everything so with the communication that we talked about you're also opening it up for your partner to say hey did you think about this what about this what about that and to me I feel like if you're married to someone I would like to believe that you're married to someone who you think is going to be um an adequate helper and assistance, so to speak, to what you kind of want to do and see as your vision for your family. So if you're married to that person, you, you have expectation or, or believe that the person is capable of assisting you in leading, then why would you not include them? Correct. And if you marry somebody that you didn't think that was capable of assisting you in leading, why did you marry them? Correct. What, 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 what is that? Yeah. You know? So... Yeah, that that's kind of my feeling on on things. And it doesn't mean that because that um 
one person or Mark is the head of the household because he's the man that there is an opportunity for leadership roles to switch from time to time because we're probably going to get to this a little later, but you know, in the context of marriage roles, there are some things that one person may just be better at than the next person. So it doesn't mean that because he's the man, he does all of these things, even if he's not necessarily the most qualified in the marriage to do that thing. Yeah. So like that actually goes into the next part. So after leadership, I said um, responsibilities. Mm -hmm. So basically, there people have sometimes um put together in their mind what responsibilities each spouse should do um who should handle money who should handle parent well not parenting but who should handle um taking care of the kids who should handle cooking and i believe that it should just be based off of the skill timing <laughs> and availability of each person agreed um so if if whoever is better at money should probably manage the money. Right. That makes sense to me. That makes sense to me. <laughs> if you're better. better at it, then why don't you just do it? Yeah. That if doesn't mean that you keep things secret or like I got to be like looking over your shoulder like, what are we doing? Da, 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 da. But again, if you're better at it, then why why risk it with me who's probably going to forget that a bill is due or spend some money and then be like, oh, snap, we were supposed to pay PSEG or something. Yeah. Like why, why, why go through all that? Yeah. For what? Yeah. For what? Why not just have the person who's better at managing that just do that? Yeah. Everybody's happier. Yeah. If y'all can work together and do it, that's fine also. Also that. But don't get too caught up in who should manage the money. Who, like just, it should be based off of the qualifications. Um, I go, th- we go through this a lot. So for instance, my wife, she works in Manhattan. See. Manhattan Island. <laughs> that's fine. We're going to do that. <laughs> yes. So Long Island of you. So. <laughs> So her, she takes a while to get back home. See, all right. So shouts out to the Long Island Railroad. So she usually gets um, off the train like around seven, seven thirty. Mm-hmm. I work about fifteen minutes from my house. It does not make any sense for me to say because my wife is the woman, she should cook every day <laughs> the meals for dinner. It does not make sense. It sure doesn't. Because I am home first. Yeah, yeah, that's correct. So if I'm home first, I should probably cook to get things done. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that it, makes it, sense. It, it just makes sense. It makes sense because I'm like, I'm I'm traveling an hour and a half, two hours on the subway and the Long Island Railroad to get home. And I'm like, so if I get there and you're like, oh, I thought you were going to cook. I'm like, well, I guess we're getting takeout because <laughs> I'm not just, starting no dinner at no 730. Like, it, no. It, it, it just... Whatever makes sense for your marriage is what mm. you do. And I, I live closer to the daycare, so I'm the one that's dropping my daughter off. Yeah. I'm the one that's picking her up. It just makes sense that way. Yeah. That's yeah. just how it makes sense. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, if I worked on Long Island, then sure. I would probably do more of the drop-off, pick-up. Or, or and, just switch back and forth. Yeah. yeah. Like, But it's just the nature of how our lives are set up that it just does not make sense. For me to be, you know, I'm the person that leaves the house first to go to work. I got to get, I got to do a lot of traveling to get there. So it doesn't, me dropping the baby off and picking her up, like none of that is just on the table as logical. Like, and don't get me wrong, just because Mark 
is the person who primarily cooks. That doesn't mean that I don't assist in some way. Like maybe the night before, like if I know we're going to make chicken or something, I'll season the chicken and put it in the Correct. fridge and let it marinate yeah. so that when he gets home, he just has to put the chicken in the oven or in the wok or however he wants to cook the chicken. Or, you know, like, you know, I'll just do my best to try to help out in other ways to make the transition easier when he gets home to start cooking. But, you know, it doesn't mean that because... You know, he's the man that I just got to, like, rush home and cook him food and do all that. When he's sitting there for two hours. He could, he could start something at least. Like, yeah. I've come home sometimes and you've been in the middle of cooking and I'm like, oh, I'll, like, mash these potatoes or whatever. Correct. So I'll come in and help if you're not finished. But, like, you know, you you if I come home and you haven't started dinner, I assume it's because you plan to get takeout. Yeah. I'm like, oh, they know. Okay, so we're gonna. Okay, all I, right. I see what's happening. I see what's going on because <laughs> it's impossible that somebody's starting dinner right now. That's crazy. So I just be I, assuming. I see what I see what I see what's happening here. Um, yeah, and you know, like, I think too in terms of like responsibilities. I don't clean bathrooms. That's just not on my agenda. It's not on the list of things I do. It's not how you're built. It's just not how I'm set up. I just for some reason I can't get with it. Like. I'll wipe down a mirror or a sink top or whatever, but, like, all the toilet scrubbing, tub scrubbing, she's good. And by she, I mean me. She's good. So um, before we even got married, I had a very frank discussion with Mark about things that I'm just simply not going to do. That's one of the things I'm just not going to do. On the on the flip side, my husband hates washing dishes. Cannot stand it. Would probably rather stub his toe than wash a sink full of dishes i enjoy washing dishes it gives me life i get to think i get to listen to water running it's a wonderful time i'm usually in the kitchen by myself because like i said my husband doesn't like washing dishes so it's a blast it's some alone time for me so that's how our our home situation works he cooks dinner i wash the dishes he cleans the bathroom i do other things i i do the laundry yeah you do the laundry i do the laundry like it's just there are things that each one of us is just more interested in doing to contribute to the the functioning of the household and you know that's what works like people always assume that i cook food people are like oh what did you make your husband nothing he made it and people are like <laughs> what mark made it yeah yeah like i've many times anytime i bring cooked food to work people like this oh your wife made this i'm like nah son i made it I be cooking. Chef Mark? <laughs> don't, yeah. Don't, don't make it hot. No, no. Come on. Come on. I got to promo but, you, babe. Come on. Yeah. It was yeah. But people always assume, like, whenever I bring lunch to work, most of the time it's lunch that Mark made. It's food that Mark made. Because I just, the whole cooking thing, like, and I don't dislike cooking. I think I used to do it more, like, before when we were dating. Before we got married, I feel like I used to cook more often. But I don't know. It's just, it just now that my job is what it is and I got to do all this traveling, it just doesn't. Makes sense. And, you know, occasionally on the weekends, if we cook, I'll cook. But, you know, I can count on one hand how many times I make food in in a year because it don't be that often. Yeah. But occasionally I do. I do chef it up a little bit. But, yeah, it's just like, you know, recognizing, like, going back to what you were talking about with bills. Mark is better at managing money than I am. I'm work, I'm a work in progress. I'm doing better. But, like, I'm just a little, like, live it up. YOLO. Mark's like, hey, let's be responsible. Let's make sure we actually have money for this. So after after some um, deliberation, um, it made sense for Mark to be the person that makes sure that we're not destitute. Yeah. Hey, hey, let's not bring up the past. Let's move forward, folks. All, on the I, all I did was give an affirmation. Oh, to oh, what you oh, said. oh, just, oh! It's an affirmation. Just, oh, just affirmed. Oh, okay, you affirm. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> that is you all affirming I did. now. Just, oh, just oh. affirmed. Okay, that's fine. So you're an affirmer now. 
Okay, okay, all right. So as Mark affirmed, um, he's better at managing the monies than I am. Thusly, um, it pains me personally because I'm just like money stresses me out. Um, but we have our meetings and we discuss, uh, hey, so this is how much money we need to cover the bills and blah, 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 blah for the month. Here's where we are. Here's where we need to be. And he's he has his Excel spreadsheets on his laptop. He's about that life. That's him. Me, I'm more fly by night. I'm not irresponsible. I just think I'm just more fly by night. I'm not as like, you know, what's the word? As organized with that as he is. So that's that's the thing that he does. And, you know, I know there are some marriages where the woman does that. And, you know, that's just what she's good at. For me, I'd rather just not. I think I'm more of the behind the scenes of our life, so to speak, in terms of like making sure that little things get done. Like, for example, like I'll lay out the baby's clothes the night before. My memory is trash. Yeah, Mark remembers nothing, unfortunately. My memory is terrible. Like my baby will go to go to you know daycare with no shoes or missing an undershirt or something. That has never happened. <laughs> Do not make me seem. I like don't trust you. They're going to call CPS on me. That is not. Nobody said that. I'm just saying. Like <laughs> you just not you just happen. here's the thing. In the morning, there's a lot of activity, getting three human beings dressed and out of the house. So there's just some things that I just I know how you are, and this is again about knowing your partner, recognizing opportunities for leadership. I recognize that you may not always think of all the little things that. Miss Maria may say, oh, I need this, I need that. So I just try to, like, set those things up the night before. So I'll lay her outfit out. I'll make sure that, you know, if the daycare needs um, wipes or diapers or whatever the case is, that that's ready to go so that, like, you can just pick it up and go. Like, I'll try to lay out the baby's food for the daycare before the night before so she can, like, go on about her business and you don't have to worry about packing any of that up. Like, you know, I'll do um, – I'll try to, like – wash the dishes at night just to make sure we have a clean sink and so like if you got to go in there and cook and prep food you don't have to worry about clearing out no dishes like I just do a lot of those like little behind the scenes types of things to kind of make sure our family runs um and that's sort of my way of like leading so to speak because like I said you're only one person you can't think of everything and you can't do all you can't do the front end and the back end work too like that's just a lot Mm -hmm. so I try to like just slide in the little pockets wherever I can and try to like help out it and make things a little easier word what's our next alright the next thing says parenting I know we briefly spoke about that mm-hmm. in terms of um, who picks up who and everything and yeah. things like that just a FYI you cannot babysit your own child if one more person asks me if I'm babysitting <laughs> my daughter we're going to fight you cannot babysit your own child. I'm just being a parent. Right. That is that is all I'm doing. Right. And, yeah, I think people people think, like, because I'm the mother, like, I'm just supposed to, like, have my baby, like, on my hip 24-7. I'm like, she got a whole daddy. Like, she can go. She can go with him. He's her whole daddy. She looks like him, as a matter of fact. So, like, I just don't, I don't understand. Like, if I go somewhere and, like, my daughter's not with me, where's the baby? I have a husband. Like, you know him. <laughs> like, I'm, I don't, I'm confused. I don't understand. Like, yeah. people are confused by the fact that I roll without my baby from time to time. And I'm just like, but she don't need to come to this. Like, she don't, I don't, I'm not a single mother. I can, I can leave her with her dad. Like, yeah. and he's not babysitting her. He's, he's, he's taking care of her as a parent should. Yeah. And, um. Another thing I wanted to mention, before my daughter was born, I wanted to make sure <laughs> that that um, 
my daughter and my wife had a strong relationship, right? Because people always say like daddy's girl and stuff like that, which and my my um my vision has always been like when things like that when people words are said that why is that being said? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and because like a lot of times fathers tend to be um more I guess softer on their daughters mm-hmm. and let their daughters do a lot more, mm-hmm. <laughs> and because um. They're, they're they're letting their daughters do a lot more. The mother has a has to step in as a disciplinarian to make mm-hmm. sure things get done, mm-hmm. and goes way the other way around. Right. Um, when you have a son, mothers tend to cater more to the son, mm-hmm. and the father in return steps in as a disciplinarian mm-hmm. <laughs> to, to balance it out. Right. Um, I kind of wanted to make sure that my wife and their daughter had a strong relationship as long as with me. Right. So, like, I have to make sure to make my priority to step back to let them have their time. <laughs> yes. And like, Because people I, used to joke when Mark... Mark is obsessed with our daughter, by the way. Because she's awesome. He's, he's obsessed. And I think, like, when I first brought her home, like... Well, when we first... I'm saying I, like, I was by myself. You were not... I, you, you were, were with me shooting in the gym. I was, I was right there. You were right there shooting with me in the gym. Best coach ever. Um, but when we brought her home... It, and I was tired, but, like, I wanted to do stuff because I was, like, I've never had a baby before. Like, I don't know how to do, you know, you know, breastfeeding and diaper change. Like, it's just, it's a lot of stuff. It's a crash course. Nobody teaches you anything. Like, you just got to, like, wing it. And so I wanted to do stuff. And Mark was like, no, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. And in my mind, I was like, I'm a jerk if I complain about this because I'm sure people are like, I just wish my husband would change one diaper or maybe feed this baby one time so I could go to sleep. And I'm over here like, no get away from my baby I want to do it no but then like I had to recognize like this like he recognizes that I'm tired because at that point I don't think I had slept really in days and (laughs) like not no real sleep and so him recognizing that it was important for him to step up and do stuff which is not typically what people expect a father to quote unquote do so to speak um that was that was really really awesome and I think um you know, it's it's something that we really don't address and talk about as much as we should. But there's nothing wrong with a father, like, stepping in and taking care of his child and, and being that person and being involved. And I think to what you said about um, us being – you making sure that me and Avery had our own, like, good relationship, um, I think – you know, even though you guys have your own thing, I think me and her have our own thing, too. And I think I don't think there's ever been a point where I was like she definitely favors one of us more than the other. I think that we're both equal in terms of like being loving and playful and blah, blah, blah. But also being like, hey, Avery, cut it out. Cut it out. Stop. Yeah. The shenanigans. yeah. And I, I think that I was trying to make sure that that was there. <laughs> yeah. And I think you succeeded. Yeah. I think you succeeded. Because I think she feels loved and, and supported in all the things that we want her to feel. But she also knows that. Like both sides were like, stop the nonsense. Yeah, cut it out, kid. Like we're not going to be like, oh, ha, ha, ha. Except, of course, when they're, she's with the grandparents because they let her do whatever she wants, which is which is quite frustrating. It's, it's a thrill. <laughs> which is quite frustrating. It's a thrill. Parents can relate. You be leaving your baby over there. You be like, oh, this baby going to be asleep by the time I get back. It'd be 11 o'clock. Baby's looking at you. You looking at them. You're like, why? Why is the baby looking at me? Why, why are they up eating crackers? 
Why why are they up at eleven o'clock eating crackers? With Nan pajama on. It's so, like okay. Let's let's have that conversation. Okay. <laughs> so I see what type of night this about to be. All right. That's that's fine. It ain't no problem, guys. It ain't no problem. But yeah, I mean I guess that's the joy of being grandparents, because you know, if we're lucky enough to become grandparents one day, we're probably gonna do the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. What are you gonna do? Um what else did you have on the docket, sir? Um, next employment. Employment. Tell me more about that. Talk about that. So um, I remember having a conversation with somebody um, during a class I was in. And so the question was, if, um, well, that wasn't a question. I made a statement. I was saying, because my wife right now makes more money than me. That's that's what happens because she she gets the bag. So <laughs> Secure the bag. Like, we got to debate again how that plays out after all these businesses that I'm in. I mean, you might high-key make more money now. After it factors in, we'll see how that goes. But just on paper. Yes, according to the government. In in terms of just, like, salary in our 9-to-5 business, outside of the the, um, outside businesses, you you make more than me. So, like, someone was, um, I, I, I was telling them, I was like, if we had an issue where daycare was too expensive and it made more sense for someone to stay home, it makes more sense for me to stay home than my wife because she makes more money than me. And, like, their brain was like, I don't know what's happening. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> but, like, logically, it doesn't make sense for the person who makes more money to stay home. <laughs> sure <laughs> it makes doesn't. zero sense. Just so I can say I'm the man who provides for my family. I am mad. Hear me raw. Especially now that I have my own business, it makes more sense because I can still do my business. I can, I can Uber Eats with a baby in the car. I could do Facts. that. <laughs> so, like, I think it's it's interesting that like, like that the concept of a guy staying home and taking care of the kids while the um, mother works has it it. It tends to confuse people, like just the concept of it. Facts. It does. It does confuse people. But and I think I'm just like, but why? Like, if these are not real numbers, I'm just using hypotheticals here. If I'm making a hundred thousand and Mark is making sixty, how it makes sense for him to be the one that stay at work? We losing a whole forty G's for me to stay at home. Why? Because I'm the woman. I'm like he can take care of this child just as, just as well as I can. Like I don't yeah. I don't see. I don't see what the the issue is, but it like shorts people's brains out when when to hear a man say, oh, I'm going to be the person that stays home. And there's several people who are stay at home dads because it just makes more sense. And I think that kind of goes back to this idea of the man as as a leader. For some reason, we connect leader with employment and going out there and working. And it's like that man can be a leader by making sure that his his child is not in daycare that's too expensive for his family to afford and that he's spending time with this family. That's him leading. That makes sense. It's like, okay, this financially makes more sense for you to go to work, wife, while I stay at home. Let me lead by making sure the house is kept up, that the babies are okay, et cetera, et cetera. But it's like, for some reason, we haven't brought our minds around a lot of us to like that being a form of leadership. And so that's why when you say something like that, people's brains just like explode. They're like, what do you mean? Yeah. The man goes out and gets the bacon. Yeah, like it's like think about it as a leader as a supervisor. Right? Mm-hmm. So a supervisor, um, and you have a team of five people. And like if I if the supervisor stays strong to what they feel like they should be doing, 
they'll work nine to five every time while other things, anything else that happens, they're going to make sure that someone else is there for it. Mm-hmm. Let's say something happens with one person. They can't work um, the hours they had. Like they usually work to close the store out, but they can't do it anymore. Mm-hmm. As a leader, mm-hmm. it might make more sense for them to do the nine to five mm-hmm. and I do work a little bit later, like one to two days or something. Like just basically to change around what's going on for the same goal. Right. Basically, it, it makes more sense to figure out, to fulfill each role. Mm hmm. The, to the best of each person's ability mm-hmm. to make sure the goal is there. Right. It, being a leader does not mean saying I'm the leader as much as knowing how to look at the situation and play accordingly. Right. Yeah. And I think when we think about leadership in terms of like a household and a marriage, like the same way we're looking at the man to be quote unquote the leader, when we're thinking about our, our stereotypical ideas of how we feel about what women should take care of our, take care of in the household we're looking at the woman to be the leader quote unquote of the household so why can't the role switch where the woman is the leader in terms of like financing or whatever and the man's the leader in terms of like the household like why why does it have to be and why can't or why can't it just be like a a meeting in the middle of both things like why does it have to be man is this woman is that and there's no sort of room for gray to exist because like life isn't that black and white like you know there might be moments in time where I'm working and you're not working. There might be moments in time where you're working and I'm not working. And we just kind of have to adjust how our structure works based on that setup. Because who knows? Knock on wood. I could get fired from my job tomorrow. I really can't, but I could. Um, <laughs> unions, yes. But um, if that's the case, like, we got to adjust what we do now. Yeah. Like, you know. Things got to operate differently. Things got to operate differently. And I think that's the thing that people need to think of in terms of marriage roles overall is that nothing is going to be the same the entire time that you're married. Like, our marriage is and, and how we operate has shifted significantly from when we first got married to now. And, you know, a number of things have required that shift, like in terms of working, you having extra stuff going on me commuting to the city, us having a baby. Like there's a lot of things that have contributed to the way the dynamic of our marriage has changed. And I think that you have to be open to that. Like you can't get married and think this is a dynamic and it's going to be the dynamic forever. Cause it's just, it's just not as you change as individuals and as your marriage changes and, and the circumstances of your situation change, you have to adapt to it. So who knows? There might come a time where you might have to wash dishes and I might, I might have to clean a bathroom, at which point I'm calling cleaning service because I'm not doing that. That's right. I'm just being honest. I don't, I don't Maybe Avery will be old enough and she can clean it. I don't know. But because um, I'm really not trying to do that. I'm very averse to bathroom cleaning. So, um, yeah, that's that's kind of what, what my feeling is on the matter. It's just like you just got to be flexible. You can't be like married to the idea, haha, that your marriage has to be um, set up in a certain way. See what I did there? You see it. All right, moving on. Um, (laughs) So um, the last um, section of this marriage role thing is the outside view. Okay. So meaning um, a big concern that people have, even if they have a certain dynamic, is worrying about the outside view (laughs) of your marriage Mm -hmm. or letting what people say dictate how you operate in your marriage. Mm -hmm. Um, Of people saying like, oh, why is Kristen talking so much? Because <laughs> she can. That's why. Simmer down. 
No, I didn't say nothing. I just I said because she can. That's just why. Sit right down. Sit right down. Okay. I, I thought I could answer the question, but apparently I got to relax. Okay. Sit okay. Ain't no problem. Ain't no All problem. Right. No one's no here to fight. <laughs> I didn't fight anybody. I just said because I can't. But, um, but like, I think um, people coming, outside people coming in, when they have a certain view of how marriage should be, because people have come to me, people have come to Kristen, and have said certain things. And, like, number one, it's offensive. <laughs> number one. Facts. But, like, in their mind, we're going against what they think should happen. So we're, don't, we're, 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 um, we're messing with their mindset of it. So they're like, mm, maybe you should be, shouldn't be doing this. Like, I, I remember um, even during the wedding when I was trying to, like, see what's going on, trying to... Um, work out, trying to give give ideas. People are like this, why are you so involved? You don't got to be all involved. I was like, but I, it's it's for me also. I want to be in there too. Right. I want to know what's going on. <laughs> I want to know where my money's going. Also that. <laughs> also that. And like, I'm, I can't let like stuff like that get discouraged because people are like this, no, you shouldn't be doing that. Men don't do that. I'm like, I don't have time. Right. Like, don't, like you have to be less worrying about um, how other people view right. your manhood. Right. <laughs> Yes. And you. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I've ever spent a lot of time really thinking about how people think about our marriage because I just be busy in my mind. I can't be thinking about what other people think. <laughs> I do. I have things to do. And I just like, <laughs> I always get confused when I hear people's opinions. I'm like, I've never thought about what you thought ever, like ever in like a million years. Never gave it any thought. But I do think that um, it's interesting that for all for all of our coolness or whatever the case may be, the fact that people have these very particular opinions about how they think people should should be in a marriage and how, how that should look to people outside. I'm like, first of all, why is that something that you're bothered by? Why are you worried about how we operate over here, number one? Number two, don't you think he knows who he married? I mean, he signed up. It wasn't like we, you know, dated for a week and then was like, let's get married. Like, we dated for what three years before we, we even got engaged. No younger, we might as well do it. Yeah. No, I can't. I can't do the thing. Okay, it's cool. Nah, it's cool. Nah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just, you know. <sighs> <laughs> this is why I can't. This is why I cannot. But yeah, like. He like I just don't get why people feel so strongly about how they think another person's marriage should look, and not to be like funny or anything, but it's like when you have that many opinions, it's just like what what is it that you're not focusing on in your own life that requires you to be this focused about what my marriage looks like to you? We good over here. Mm-hmm. We good. What we got going on works for us. It doesn't have to work for you. It doesn't even have to make sense for you because it's not about you. Because you know who was dancing in premarital counseling sessions when we did them? Mark, Kristen, Reverend Damon. That was it. Yeah. There was well, no nobody way. else there. So. It wasn't with the shooting in the gym. Sure wasn't. Thusly, um, you know, I think that you have to, as a married couple, sort of have a you against the world sort of bond with each other. Because it's very easy to have other people's opinions, your friends, your family, whatever. Other people's opinions just in general sort of like infiltrate your thought process and how you feel like things should work. So then now you're in your relationship with your partner and you're kind of like, well, maybe it should look like this and maybe it should look like that. And it's like, no, 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 no. 
it should look like what you guys are and what you guys want it to look like. It shouldn't Word. look like what other people other people think it should be. So yeah, there might be people who think I talk too much or I'm too abrasive or I'm too this and I should just be quiet and let Mark talk. That's fine. Fight them. Fight. Fight. Don't don't, don't fight them. Don't tell me that. <laughs> don't fight. Don't tell me that because I already told you. It's literally like either I'm here and I'm cool or we fight. And that's there's no real in between with no. me. Um, <laughs> I don't have time. I, I'm not fighting anybody. I'm too old. But you know, I just I just don't have time. I'm not set up for it. So yeah, I think that people just need to just worry about themselves. Just just worry about yourself. If in your marriage it's cool for you um, to just you know kind of be docile and you know let your husband like just you know be that guy. I have no idea why speak. that voice is important. <laughs> Why? Why that voice? Why? Why are you interrupting <laughs> my scenario right now? I don't know why the voice. Why the because voice? that's what I'm using. Okay, continue. Jeez. No, no, no. The character's broken now. It's over. It's over. It's canceled. It's done. <laughs> because that's what I think docile sounds like. Okay, I'm just trying to reenact what I think. Okay, all right, all right, all right. You got to drag it. That's fine. But yeah, I just feel like look, if what works for you is what works for you. You know who you married at the end of the day. I know that I married someone that that knew what it was from the jump and knew that I was an opinionated, outspoken individual who would always speak my mind no matter what. And this is not to say that, you know, you should go out there and, like, be embarrassing to your partner on any level and just be out here in these streets wilding. Like, I would never go out of my go out of myself in such a way that would bring shame or embarrassment to my husband intentionally because you know I look at it as that's my family and I don't want to besmirch my family's name or whatever the case may be and I enjoy the word besmirch you do. don't hate you do. but at the same time I'm like I, I don't feel like I should have to censor myself as the woman in the relationship to appease people's idea of how they think a wife should act. Because nobody thinks to themselves, oh, you know, her husband be wildin', he should calm down. No one says that, ever. It's just like, oh, that's just how he is. Like, nah, he wildin'. We can, we can say that. That's fair. He should, he should probably pump the brakes and relax. But that's never the energy that's given to men's behavior. It's always couched in what women do. And I'm just like, all right, that's enough. Mark knows what he signed up for with me. There are no surprises here. Like, just, just... What we got going on works for us. Just let us work with that. How about that? Yeah. Y'all be all right. You just do you. I'm going to do me. I'm going to do me. I'm going to do me. You just do you. I'm going to do me. I'm going to do me. I'm going to do me. Wise words. Wise words. Wise words. Who's that by again? I'm pretty sure it's T.I. I'm going to have to Google that because, you know, I don't know. It might not be T.I. But it sounds like a T.I. song in my mind. Is it Mims? <laughs> not, not Mims. Not no, like legit. I'm like imagining the video in my mind right now. And I'm like, yo, who is it that? Might, it might not be. It just sounds like it would be T.I., but I'm pretty sure it's, it's not. Let's look it up. Because we're about to find out. We are about to find out. We are on the Googles, guys. All right. Let me just look here. Who does it say? Rocco. I knew it was one of them randoms from the old, from the oh, early 07s. One of those one-hit one people? Right. I knew it was one of them people. I remember the video, and I was just like, who is this? Like, yeah. I said Mims. Shout out to Westbury, I guess. Um, <laughs> but yes, Rocco. Um, That's fine. From Atlanta, Georgia, um, is the, uh, the songwriter to uh, You Just Do You, I'ma Do Me from 2008. 
I didn't realize that song was that young. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I thought it was more early 2000s. But anyway, it's a word to the wise. You just do you. I'm going to do me. Um, yeah. So that was our little chit chat about marriage roles. Um, I hope you guys got something interesting and insightful from it. And if you have questions or want to comment, you know, feel free. We got emails and social medias and things like that. Word. Word. What else do we have on the docket? What else is on the docket? So, um, as I said before, I really enjoy music. I sing and I listen to just about every type of music, um, with the exception of, like, country and rock and roll. Like, I'm not into all of that. Excellent. However, Lil Nas say, X it, and Billy Ray Cyrus slaps. Get get into that song. Slaps. I got the horses in the bag. Slaps. Y'all don't understand. (laughs) I have never gone up for a country song like this, but my God, if it don't slap. Okay. Get into it. Um, So I enjoy different types of music. Like my husband and I like going to concerts. So like the most recent ones we saw were J. Cole. Um, We saw Jay-Z. We saw Beyonce and Jay-Z like two years ago. Um, Who else have we seen? Um, let us see. Let us see. We've seen a bunch of people. We've gone to several concerts. We enjoy the music. Um, Jadena. Oh, oh, Jadena. Oh, Jadena, yes. Jadena's out concert was good. Long live the chief. Yeah. Um, I was trying to figure out how to how to finagle. I I, I think I even like emailed Epic like, yo, can you play your song? Because <laughs> <laughs> your album slaps. It slaps the whole album. <laughs> get into it. Can uh, I, I get into the album? Get into it. I'm waiting for the next one, Jadena. Come through. Um, but we, yes, and we, listened, we went to the Molly Music concert like a week after we got married. Yeah, and that was an amazing concert. I don't know yeah. what Molly Music is doing now, but I need to put some things out so the girls can come out and support. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we're really into different types of music, and um, my former pastor actually put me on to um, Anderson Pack, who is from the California, Los Angeles, that area, and. Um, he drums and sings at the same time, which if you don't play an instrument or sing, seems like not a big deal. Nah. Kind of is hard to do. Yeah. Like, I, I'm confused by how he does it. Um, Word. But he does it, and he's amazing at it. So, um, what was it, late last year or early this year? I don't remember. It was last year. Yeah. So he, year. He, his albums um, are named after parts of California because, like I said, he's from California. So he has an album out called Venice part of california has an album out called malibu whole vibe um then he put one out called oxnard and if you've listened to malibu and venice extensively you're like oh i see what type of vibe we're on here this oxnard is about to be vibey it wasn't um it was the opposite of vibey in fact um <laughs> what, what and i'd I- love anderson pack's music like literally if he's on a feature for somebody or something i get hype like i live for anderson pack's music like i just like what he does it's just like sort of like alternative r&b soul hip-hop rolled into one like and it's really really musical and i just love what he does but my god that oxnard was the drag of all drags i as a fa- it's kind of how i felt about this last Solange album girl what is this what who why you put this out who did this? Why? Why you and, did this? And this this is what I realized, and I I, I told you about it before. I think both Oxnard and Solange, whatever Solange called that thing, <laughs> Solange's album. Things I imagine, I imagine things I saw. I don't know what. Stop it. Stop <laughs> it. I deleted it off my title, so I don't know what it's called. This is time for a new drop. Yeah. <laughs> Starting on a good foot. <laughs> <laughs> new drop. Um, oh. um. So. I said bas- what I said. <laughs> So like I think that um 
both are I think the vibe or like what the what people are on mindset wise plays into the kind of music that they can listen to mm-hmm. right I think everybody nowadays within like the last year or two has been on a grind that has been the mantra of hip hop and the mantra of a lot of people that I know their mantra is on the grind Mm-hmm. So music that they want to listen to is something that can they can work to, mm-hmm. whether it's working out, whether it's getting things done, <laughs> whether right. it's doing like something to work to. Oxnard and the I saw things I imagined. I imagined things I saw. Did you, you want to look look it up? So no. Can, okay. I deleted it and I don't want to. I don't want it back in my face. <laughs> Those two albums, I think, were too relaxed. We don't smoke weed. We sure don't. <laughs> we, we, it's we, not the vibe we're on. We, we're not just big. We're not like chilling on a Saturday afternoon, just chilling. We always got stuff to do. So music we want to listen to is stuff that can get things done. We need we need drums. Like we need energy. <laughs> we need you know. We need stuff. So and on. Anderson Pack is a drummer. Yeah. So when I saw Oxnard, I was like, I'm about to get my life, and then I didn't. And it's one of those things where it was like, I listened to it a couple of times and was like, Are my expectations too high? Because Malibu came out like. 2016 and I was still bumping Malibu like last year like it was new okay Mm -hmm. and so you know and I got excited when he did his tiny desk NPR check that out if you don't know what that is you um, T-Pain has a wonderful tiny desk NPR so does her but anyway so I was like I gave this Anderson pack like a good three listens before I finally had to be like I don't think this is a good album um and it was hard for me to admit that I feel bad saying it now I mean it but I feel bad saying it because I think he's a really, really talented artist and um, he's just amazing. But I'm like, is this a contractual obligation album? Because I didn't need it. Um, <laughs> I, you, mm, I didn't I didn't have to have that. And you know how I know he knows it's trash? Because where was the promo for him from him on that um, Oxnard album? Non-existent. I didn't see Anderson say nothing about that album. But now Anderson has a tour coming up with the Free Nationals and he's coming to Madison Square Garden in May. And I'm seeing all types of promo for that. Bet money he not performing. No songs from Oxnard. Not a one. He'll perform some. Because it's like. I don't think he should. Because they're all forgettable. But you know. <laughs> Couldn't F- remember one if I tried. FYI, the album's called When I Get Home. Okay. Um, I looked it up. It's still called It's Things I Imagined. <laughs> things I Didn't oh, See. Or whatever it is that What I don't have about. time for. <laughs> things I Imagined. <laughs> is, things that I is that not the song? Is that not the whole thing? Are we thing? still going? <laughs> I'm wrong. Okay, I'm wild. That's fine. Okay. But we only have these opinions because their last albums were fantastic. Right. So it's not like we don't like the person. The person is awesome. Right, like Solange we, out we, here, we, like, high-key re, reignited, like, Black Planet. I was like, yes, Black Planet, come through. Give me the album. And then I listened to that album on the way to work and was like, now, sis, yeah. what is this? Like, criticizing it, knowing that, like, we've seen great things right like i know that you are better than this that you're giving me so i'm like because legit like things i imagined was like a hundred percent like it was like 19 songs of like a minute long snippets of her repeating things and i was just like huh but sis you gave me cranes in the sky you gave me for us by us you gave me bops on your first, uh, well, not the first, but the other a seat at the table. You gave me bops. You gave me like whole songs. Then you come back to me with these snippets. I saw things I imagined. I imagined. Look, get off of my <laughs> only thing <laughs> streaming I'm service, Solange. Get off. But this, this is the reason. Like this is why I said, like it's nothing against 
them as much. Right. I still, just, I, just, think, I still think she's popping. I still think she rocks. Yeah. But I... Mm. Which plays into Innocent Pack released an album this past Friday mm. called Ventura. A mere what? A few months after you put out Oxnard and we was all like, this ain't it, sis. So, like, he released Ventura. And because we still understand their talent we still went and went to listen to it we didn't like give up on them we were like right Whoa. we didn't throw them in the garbage yeah so and Ventura and I I've, I have this mindset that the first track sets the tone for the whole album agreed so if your first first track slaps I'm like alright I see where you're going I see what's about to happen and the <laughs> and first, first track, track on Ventura slaps, slaps. Anji 3000 comes in and you know he'd be doing a feature like once every three years and I just had a let's have a conversation about his flow. Like I heard it, um, so, someone else said this, and Bodies. it's true. No one expected that kind of flow <laughs> on this song, and he killed it because he kills it at all times. He kills features. That is what he does. Right. Absolutely. One hundred percent. So I'm just going back to look at um, Oxnard real quick. We still gonna go? Still right. Gonna, because this, here's, this the here's the thing. Keep going. Here's the thing. Because the features on this should have made this a better album. He had Kendrick Lamar. He had J. Cole. He had Q-Tip. He had BJ the Chicago Kid. He had um, Pusha T, Dr. Dre. Like, all I, of this, and I, it was still... I, I think the... I don't want to say. I think the, mediocre. The, the Pusha T um, song was actually good. I remember that song. Yeah, I like that one, and I think I like the... That's what I said. He'll, he'll, he'll do certain songs. The one with Kendrick Lamar. Like, the, the features are kind of fly. For like, Ventura? No, for Oxnard. For Oxnard, like, like, yeah. Like, when you see Kendrick... Dre, Pusher, Snoop, J. Cole, Q-Tip. Like, I went into that BJ album like, Chicago I'm about Kid. to get my life, my BJ dude. BJ Chicago Kid is fly, too. Like, when you yeah. see those people, you're like, all right. Like, I went in there I about see, to get my life, and then I it was like... about to happen. And then it was like, my <laughs> life was not received, actually. It was yeah. the opposite. Imagine my disappointment. Um, so, yeah. Uh, Ventura, it seems to be a vibe. I haven't listened to the whole thing through yet, but what I've heard so far, I'm liking. I'm going to give the rest of it a listen this weekend before it's over. And, uh, yeah, but, like, I'm feeling like this is more the Anderson pack that I've grown to know and love. Um, and, you know, I'm excited about what he's got going on here. So just, hey, artists, don't don't be at least make the contractually obligated album, like, slightly listenable because, Jesus, I can't. I'm not able with the stuff that you'll be putting out. Um, you know, people might be mad about this, but I said what I said. I meant it. It wasn't good. And, you know, I think that's fair. Um... Yeah. Do you have any other thoughts on um, Anderson? Nah, just, okay. I, I like this album. Yeah. This, and this album right here has less, like the fe- features don't sound as fly, but they're good. Like, but Brandy's good. Oh, like, Brandy's, a, Brandy's, Brandy's, good. Brandy's a vibe. Jasmine Sullivan. I yes. Think she's on there. Yes. I love Jasmine Sullivan. Um, she sings down. Yeah, she's on there. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, like I said, Andre 3000. Andre Three Stacks. Keep your heart, three stacks. Keep your heart. Le- Layla Hathaway. Layla Hathaway also sings down. Yeah. That lady sings chords. Yeah. Like, I'm confused. Like, how do you even make your th- your voice do that? Like that. I, I need to keep listening to that one. Yeah, like, it's just, ugh. Life-given. Life. Sing, singing three chords at one time? We need to figure I'm out. Like, houseway. How, how yeah. you do it? How? Work. How? All right. Um. Yeah. Um. I noticed this year it's been really slow with new music coming out. Um. I felt like 2017, 2018, like there was albums was, out every 30 seconds. It was way too many songs. Yeah, Wait, like it, it was so many songs. Like that's why, like this time, people were like, hey, what a 
where the album's at. But reality, we were just spoiled for two years straight. Yeah, because everybody like, was every, like every week was something. Yeah, every week it was like I couldn't like I felt there was a point where I wasn't even listening to music enough because it was just like <laughs> I, like, I can't keep up with what everybody's doing. I'm sure I missed a few songs. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Same, same, for sure. Um. So yeah, that was basically um our music spotlight. We didn't like introduce it, but that's our music spotlight. Um, that's gonna be something we do every week where we kind of like highlight an artist or music that we're into, and you know, kind of give our critiques on it or whatever. Um, and we're gonna move on to our final segment, which is called at the moment this week in random. So I spend a lot of time on the internet's um, um, social medias, Instagrams, and so on. And so um, I was scrolling yesterday, you know, just minding my business like I always do. And I saw a picture of um, plantains or what the good girls um, <laughs> from the Latino countries know as platanos. Um, looked well cooked and so on. Yellow yellow platanos to be specific. Sweet plantains. And um, I was perplexed a little bit because as I uh, perused the picture, I saw berries, like raspberries and blueberries and things of that nature in the container that the plantains were in. And I said to myself, self, I've been alive for 33 years and I've been black and Bayesian for all 33 of those years. And I've consumed several plantains over the course of these 33 years, yet never have I ever seen a berry in the plantains thus i was confused and was trying to figure out why they were in there but you know um after some investigation i discovered that it was not us that had did that surprise surprise and i just want to just publicly share stop adding things to things that don't need to be added plantains are plantains by themselves they're a vibe by themselves they can be a whole side by themselves high key plantains can be a whole meal by themselves you don't even need to eat nothing else you can just have plantains that's it the only time that i think it is acceptable to add something to plantain is when you are doing um lasagna for example don Coqui in astoria they have a dish there i don't remember what it is but it's basically a lasagna with um pasta meat and they have like slices of sweet plantain cut up inside of the lasagna Bellissima. So good. I'm even willing to get to let you do the Hiburrito. Um, for my people who don't know what a Hiburrito is, it's basically like plantain, usually green plantain, smashed into patties, and then you put like meat inside of it. Usually it's like it can be chicken, it can be beef, whatever the case is. Other than that, leave the plantains alone. The plantains don't need to be connected with no berries, baby. Leave them alone. Y'all got to stop all this experimentation. And maybe it's just because I'm boring and I like to eat my foods and keep them a certain way. But all this experimentation, we got to stop. We just got to stop. It's just leave the plantains alone. Plantains ain't did nothing to nobody. Leave <laughs> them alone. If I see it in front of me in any place publicly, I'm knocking all of it over. All of it. I will throw all your plantains on the floor because they do not need. Why is a strawberry on a plantain? Why is it? What, for what? Who? What, ah, why? Not necessary. Stop trying to jazz thing up. The plantains work by themselves. Thank you. Um, my other This Week in Random. So I don't know if you saw this video, but Maxine Waters was conducting a, a session <laughs> with a young man, well, <laughs> a gentleman. And old dude was trying to get slick. And basically she hit him with a, you can leave whenever you want. It ain't no problem. You could go. But what you're not going to do is tell me how to run this session. And he just kept sitting there like it was hilarious to me because it was like I understood why he was confused. Because have you ever had your mom or like a black female authority figure tell you you can go. 
but like it don't really mean that you can go. So you confused like, what can I? Can I go? Can I, can I go go? Can I go go? Like what? I'm confused. So if I go, like what's the problem? And so I felt like he was like struggling with the decision. He was like, does she mean I can go go or like what? What does she mean? And so I just thought it was it was a funny funny thing to see. I'm like that exchange was hilarious. I played that exchange several so times. many times. Got me a good key key too, <laughs> a good key key. All in all, I'm just like, y'all know how Maxine rolled. The tape she is has, out there. She has zero time. Don't come to Maxine's chambers with the shenanigans. She don't have time. I think the funniest thing Leave the her alone. Thing was like, he was he, he was saying, if you like to go, you can go. And then he was like, well, if you're going to make me stay here, then I'll cancel my meeting. <laughs> and then I'll just stay here if you're going to make me stay here. And she was like, who said that? <laughs> no, no, she didn't say that. She was, <laughs> she was like, let's go and note that he suggested that he will stay here. So can we keep going, please? <laughs> Mike, and he was Mike. like, he was like, wait, wait. He was like, what? You, what's what's the problem? She was like, so you you're you're forcing me to stay? And she was like, nah. You, you gave me an option. <laughs> and my option. I my, took you up on your offer. <laughs> my, you, you said you can cancel. You said I you said can, cool. I said great. Let's keep going. Right. Like that's that's what you <laughs> said, sir. I didn't say she said, let the record reflect. I have instructed Mr. Minuchin <laughs> that he can leave whenever he would like. <laughs> Because that is what she said. She said, you can go. You can go. Like, I don't know why he kept, well, I guess I'll have to cancel my very important meeting. Like, did he think she was like, oh, no, 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 cancel your meeting. She was like, you could go. I already told you. You could go. So it it was just the funniest exchange (laughs) I've ever seen in my life. Deceased. Like, I just couldn't take it. I'm like, y'all going to stop playing with Maxine. Maxine (laughs) don't have time. She don't have time. She's coming for your next. You're not going to play with her. Leave that. Just stop fooling with that lady. Yeah, she don't have time. She don't have it. It's un. It's just it's unavailable. She don't have time. Um, yeah, and and people don't know how to deal with like. Okay. Yeah, people don't know how to deal with like, old like older black women just don't be with the shenanigans. Just leave them all the way alone. They don't have time. Um, moving on from that final topic in the spirit of black excellence and black women being awesome. Um, little. Um, came out this weekend. Uh, Marseille Martin, 14 year old from Blackish, youngest uh, executive producer of a movie ever. Um, herself, Issa Rae, and some other wonderful um, black actresses were a part of this movie, and it actually debuted at number two this weekend, mm-hmm. uh, making 15.5 million. And I saw I'm on an applause. Yes, let's get an applause for them. We'll do. We'll get an applause button, but right yeah, now we'll do yes. it by hand. Um, they were. Do- that's amazing. 15.5 million for a movie starring a bunch of black women and a movie. You know that executive produced executive by, produced by a fourteen year old girl is yeah, magnificent. It's, it's fantastic. Um, I saw on Instagram. Um, what's her name? Um, Issa Rae challenged Yvonne Orji, who plays Molly on Insecure, and Lovey Ajayi, who's like another writer slash um, podcaster slash uh, media personality. Um, because they all part of like the the crew of like cool Africans in Hollywood, and so they challenged each other to buy a, a, out. A lot of them went to the same school. Yeah, so. yeah, and they challenged each other to buy out like a theater to see the movie, which I thought was great for supporting yeah. um, black women and supporting black art. And so I just wanted to shout that out. We haven't seen Little yet, but it's on the agenda to see because I love Marseille Martin. She's the bomb. dot com. Blackish is great. Check her out if you don't know who she is. Lovely, lovely, lovely. So kudos to all these. Uh, wonderful accomplishments by these ladies and I look forward to seeing how much money this movie is going to continue to make because I think they said the movie cost 20 million to make so if they keep up with this trend they'll definitely do more than break even and make a profit which I think will set a great precedent for other people of color um, to go forward and um, have movies about them 
by them for them made and and uh really supported in the way that they need to be supported work so um that was it for the all love no fear podcast this week um i hope you enjoyed listening to us if you want to check us out on social media we are on instagram all love no fear podcast we're on twitter all love no fear podcast just search that there we also have a facebook page all love no fear podcast and then our email um all love no fear pcast at gmail.com we thank you so much for listening and um I'm not sure which one you're listening this podcast on, but just so you know, we um, you can listen to this on our website, all of no fear pcast.com, on Spotify, all of no fear podcast, on SoundCloud, all of no fear podcast, on Apple podcast, on Google Play podcast. We're on all of these things. Yes. Did you and, say SoundCloud? Yes. Yes. So, thank you so much for coming. We bid you adieu. adieu.